Welcome to Hellas Football Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen, this week, so you're going to have to listen to an English voice for most of this as the host. Apologies in advance. And I'm joined by Nick. Hello, Nick. How are you? Hello. How you going, mate? From uh, sunny Sydney. Yeah, and, and I'm coming from very cold UK, although no snow in in North London yet. So hopefully it stays that way. So this week, George is still not here, but he will be back next week. And Greg had a family engagement, so he isn't here either. So it's just me and Nick banning it this week, which, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice dynamic, you know. Olympiagos, Pathanagos connection, you know, best of friends <laughs> as it is. Um, so I guess we just kind of, start off with the league results as we always do and the first league result of the weekend was Lamia getting a 1-1 draw with Adromitos so Yorgos Gonezos scored oh no it was Doran Roteu scored for Adromitos in the eighth minute and then the second half Yorgos Gonezos scored in the second half and they actually had a, a sending off late on for Lamia Ivan Gurinov in the 81st minute got a red card so it doesn't really do much for either team, does it, Nick? It doesn't really nah, do much for them. Nah. Adromitos have, yeah, they've got aspirations of gate crashing that top six with Volos dropping off and Lamia. They're, they're headed for a very interesting end of season, uh, second half of season, let's let's say. Yeah. I second... can see them staying right where they are in that, in that playoff game. Yeah, I think so. They're second bottom. They're they're not looking too great. No wins in five. Two draws, three losses. Adromitos are going to probably be best the rest of the season. I, I I mean, the only way I could see them getting in the top six is if Volos continue their really poor form, although they did yeah. win on the weekend, as we'll get to in a minute. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting with them. And, and They're, they're going to have to upset the apple cart because sure. Greg's been very critical of them when they've come up against the heavy hitters. I... Olympiacos and the like, they, they they tend to sit back and not, not go for it. Exactly. And maybe that's why they will be best the rest, because they can beat everyone yeah. below them and no one above them. Yeah. Um, and then next fixture is, well, Bark, massive, massive result for everyone else around them. Yeah. <laughs> Nil-nil draw with Offie. And Offie only had one shot on target the entire game, Nick. So, yeah. That's it, what Offie do. They came to Leo Foros and, and got a point as well. They've yeah. been really solid post-war cup break. Fair play to them. And they were a bit unlucky not uh, to beat us either. And when we went to Crete and we played them and we had to come back to win 2-1, that was a really tough game. And it was a slot. That's what you want, though. They they were really, really poor before the World Cup. And I, I remember saying we played them in the second round. And I, I said, we're not going to get an easier away win than that this season. And now they've done a complete 180. Yeah. And, and I think that's tough to beat. Do you think that's them kind of safe from relegation now? Do you think they're going oh, to yeah. be good enough? I, I think I definitely think squad wise they they have they're much better than well the teams below them. Yeah, I think yeah, that's... well and truly safe. The, the questions here are more more from Bulk. I remember saying last week, whilst they have been impressive in recent weeks, I didn't think they'd fully turned the corner. This is why. Yeah, I, I think out of the four, I mean, they're still in with a shot, but they're they're the least likely of the four. Yeah, well, like we said, it's a massive. Massive um, drop points for Balk. And then with the next game, we go to um, Aik Athens against Banatoligos. 4-1 slapping for Aik. So let's see. We have Arujo scored first, then the second from L- Levi Garcia, and then penalty to Banatoligos. So João Pedro, not João Pedro, who plays... Yeah. I think he's, a, he's still at Watford. I think he is in the Prem. Yeah. He got a penalty yeah. just before half time. 
Uh, Orban Paneda scored at 51st minute and then Amrabat scored in the 55th minute. So pretty, pretty routine win for Ajax. Massive, in fact. Yeah, that, that I mean, that stadium is huge for them, isn't it? The Ajax Sofia massive. is huge for them this season. Massive. And yeah. you, you, you can really see it in this game, even more so than the derby for me. Because you're going to get a lot of these teams like Panatolikos and the like going there and just completely shitting themselves. The Ike, though, they, I think for me, they scored another four goals in this one. For me, they've got the best attack in the league. But in this game, they really did their homework because three of the four goals stemmed from crosses. Yeah. So they obviously knew they could hurt Panatolikos from the wide areas. Yeah, and and Panatolikos... And the last goal by Amrabat was a very well-taken shot from distance too. Mm. Panatolikos not in good form. Four four losses out no. of five. One win. I can't remember who they beat. Um, it was I think it I think it was a really big result actually for them. Either way, yeah, they're they're kind of yeah, they'll yeah, be safe. But I yeah. I think that's them. Maybe I mean there's still a fair few games to go before the end of the regular season, but I think that might be their push for the playoffs and kind of nearing an end. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. Right, and then next we have. Another draw, Adromitos, one all, one all, sorry, nil nil draw with uh, Levantiagos. They got a red, Adromitos, sorry, Astera, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys, I apologize. They, they could have kept playing, they could have kept yeah. playing till Christmas, there would have been no goals. And that game just sums up Astera's season in a nutshell, really. Yeah. But they... Levantiagos on the other end, they had a, a fair chunk of that game, like over an hour against 10 men, and they couldn't create. They had a decent shot from distance. I think it was Vracas right at the end. But that, other than that, nothing. Nothing against 10 men. I know and they were playing away. They want to be hard to beat, but yeah. And we say and this every got, week about Asteras as well. That, that, underwhelming as well. Underwhelming, man. Yeah. Shadow, shadow of the player he was. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Maybe it's because Bareles had like a, was linked with loads of big clubs and then yeah. it didn't happen. And that's why he's kind of... Not play, but he he was their linchpin like the last couple of seasons, and he like you said, Nick, he's done nothing really this season. Nothing, even in this game. And and it's such a shame because they were in that bracket of like obviously below the big teams, but they were playing nice football, and everyone thought, okay, maybe they could upset That's the long a little bit. But yeah, long they're, they're not doing anything now, unfortunately, which is a real shame. And then next game. Big, big game. Olympiagos won. Aris nil. Masuras, super sub. 46th minute, came on, scored a header from a very nice cross from James Rodriguez. Good header. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was pleased. Um, that, that's pleased what, if he's going to be in the ethnic year, the, that's the finishes. That's what we want to see. But he, but that's the biggest problem with Masuras. He does everything right, Nick. You know, have, watching him week in, week out. But that was a good finish. Like, I'm, I'm yeah, 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 for sure. I'm not a fan, and, but that was and brilliant. And I'm glad he put it away as well. And it's a massive win for us because Bath dropped points, obviously. So we are now definitively in third place. And we're only, I think we're only a few, how many points are we behind Ayek now? We're like, we're three points uh, behind Ayek. Three, three, yeah. yeah. So it's it's a real, you know, exciting title race. And that's that's four wins in a row for us. 12 goals, no, none conceded. So I'm, as an Olympiagos fan, I cannot complain. We're playing nice football, and it, it, it. I think it's good for us to beat our demons because we haven't beaten a big team in the, in in any derbies this season. And you know we came close against you guys yeah. in in Leo Foros, yeah. but yeah, and 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 um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm obviously I'm pleased with the result. A win is always a is a good one, and it was a professional. No too. European football too to get to contend with second half of the season. Yeah, which is I, a bonus. Yeah, and look, I think I think for me, that's as an Olympiagos fan, that's kind of the real aim. Get some form of Europe this season, and the, the title, you know, 
it, it, it could happen, but at the end of the day, we're not we're not top and we're not anywhere. We're still kind of a bit further behind you guys and Ajax. So I'm I'm hoping at least we get a Europe some form of Europe this season, whether that be through the cup or through um if we win the cup. Um or and certainly in the league as well. I think I think we can do it, certainly. Um and then you guys, Nico. Yeah, Basyanina nil, Bathanagos one. Sporar, 95th minute penalty. Was it was it a was it a penalty? Was it soft? Was it not? Did you know that Bus didn't have a shot on target the entire game? I know. Yeah. I know. That they had that low block. That low block was there to frustrate us, and it really did. But there was one stage, I don't know what the possession stats ended up as. Uh, I think in the dying minutes it was 70-30 to us. 70% Do you want to know what it possessed. was at the end of the game? Well, it would have been over 70 then. 72? 76 to Bathanagos. Yeah. yeah, it was 70. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That sounds about right. And and look, that there's so much controversy over the penalty. And <laughs> I it's it's another one of those. I, 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 we spoke about it in the chat. And I think, I, think I, I kind of agree with George where it is a penalty. But then at the same time, it's kind of, it's more the mistake of the player. He shouldn't have done that at the death of the game, you know, to to kind of allow to kind of allow the referee to give that penalty, like against Olympiagos with um with Avila when he did the same thing. Um, and look, at the end of the day, it's still a penalty. He could Sporak could have so easily missed it, and he took his chance, and you guys get the win, and you, that's how you've been picking up points since the World Cup, more or less, really. Can you hear me? Yeah, there you go, Nick. Sorry, you're muted. Demis, Demis Nikolaidis, for me, hit the nail on the head when he said these late winners, and they're not just like the late goals, they're actually big goals in the sense they're either getting us one point or three points. These got these late winners, if you want to call it that, they, they, it's not about luck, it's more about mentality. Seasons gone by, the Panathinaikos would have wilted. Yeah, man, and so it's so the champions. plugging Sunday away, champion. 74% possession. We, we probably wouldn't have scored. And you said Pas uh, Janana had zero shots on target, but for me, they had the best chance all game. Schenkerveld slipped. Brignoli tried playing out from the back in the second half. Schenkerveld slipped. They were through one on one with the keeper. It's probably easier to score than miss, and they hit the post. That, that was their big moment, and they didn't take it. Yeah, and look, but for us, for us, look, we started the game very well. In the first, from, from, the, from the off, really, we had a, a, a shot. Was off target, but in the first twenty seconds, basically, then we kept plugging away, plugging away. Vayanidis was in really, was really good performance. Another strong showing from him. Uh, one moment summed him up in the first half, just how he beat his man and was able to get a shot away. Um, hopefully, I think yeah, Baldock will be the right back for the ethnic year for the foreseeable. But I'm, I'm hoping by the back end of this season, hopefully for March, Vayanidis will be in the squad at least for the yeah. friendlies. And I'm sure Poets probably. Well, we hope that Poet's been having a look at him and, you know, right back doesn't feel as empty as it has previously, thankfully, no. with Bulldog. But yeah. Far I, we, from a problem position. Yeah. The important thing now is to, with going to the FDK quickly is to build for the future in, in that position because Bulldog's not going to be there forever. He, if we even get to a competition, he might be there for maybe one or two maximum. One, yeah. Yeah, if that. Um, but yeah, good win for Bath and Agos. You guys oh, think good. Because of that? Well, you guys are going to finish. Even... But... Um, it would still, have been two points though. Four, four. I can breathe a bit. Exactly, exactly. And then it would have been on. But yeah. Oh, I mean, it's still on. We've got Bath three times. Yeah. In um. Okay. And then the final game of the round is, uh, Volos nil, and then sorry, 
Ionikos nil, Volos won. Another late um late penalty in that in added time, Nigo. It was Ozinovic Ozegonovic. That's it. <laughs> Didn't fluff that. Uh yeah, with the with the goal for Volos. And that's their first win in four, I believe. They've they've had a really poor run of it. And they're still in the top six. They're fifth right now. But Aris are breathing down their neck in, in sixth. And um yeah, and then and then for for Yonigos, that's two months without a win, if I'm not mistaken. That's yeah, really sleepwalking, bad. sleepwalking to relegation. Yeah, and and it, it, we've said it. I said it last week. Shame because it's a hangover from last season. They're really really poor compared to how they were played previously. Um, and good win for Volos. They needed it to try and stay in that top six conversation. So yeah, a good result for them for sure. And then. That is the fixtures for the week for this weekend. And the table stands Bathanagos first on 45 points, Ayak Athens on 41, Olympiagos on third place, 38, Balk 36 points in fourth, Volos still in fifth and 29 points, Aris on 28 points in sixth, and then the best of the rest, Adromitos 23 points in seventh, Banatoligos a little bit behind them on, on in eighth, 19 points. Uh, Asteras, ninth place, 18 points. Basianina, 17 points in 10th. Offi, 16 points in 11th. Levadiagos, 12 points in 12th. <laughs> um, La Mia, 13th with 11 points. And rock bottom, Ionikos, 14th place with 8 points. And four losses in a row, by the way. It's really, really poor from them. Um and so, yeah, that's the Super League wrapped up. And then now we just quickly, Nick, we'll go to the cup because the quarterfinals are tomorrow um, for for the European time. Um, and so the first fixture is going to be at Abolon Baralimnio, not Baralimni from Cyprus, against <laughs> La Mia. Um, and that's going to be a very, that's the biggest game of the round, I think. That's a huge match, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. Because we're going to have probably La, La Mia in the semi-finals. Yeah, if you guys get through. And it, yeah, so that, that, that'll be I'm an saying one. For, for, for La Mia, I'm saying. Oh, right. Well, oh. I'm saying we as in like, we're, Greek, we're going to have La Mia more than likely in, in the semi-finals. Oh, yes. Now, yeah, you're right. I well, thought that, you meant like they might get Bathanagos. Okay. Oh, yes. I'm not, I don't know. I'm, no, I'm, that's I'm, a, that, I don't know you know would. what? Considering the season they're having, that's a big achievement. And, and you know, will that help them in, in their relegation battle? Like, will a cup run spur them on? Who knows? Potentially. And Lamia have, have a bit of a history of being giant killers in the cup. Yeah, for sure. Didn't they pull a result against you guys? They've knocked us out in the past. Probably. You know what? Oh, you know what? Yes. If I'm not mistaken, was it? I know they've knocked us it, out. I think it was like Pedro Martins' first season when we got knocked out of the cup. I think that was mm. La Mia, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I could be wrong. But I remember we, we got knocked out in the quarterfinals by a smaller team and it was pretty embarrassing. Um, then Ayak have a fairly routine... Um, Game in the quarterfinals against Panseraikos. So that that's they're in some form as well, Panseraikos, but I they think are. they're gonna look to prioritize promotion ahead of the cup. Yeah, and I, I think I think they'll make they'll prioritize that game too. But you think over two legs, Ike oh, should yeah. get through them. And, and that's I think the most that, straightforward. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then a slightly less straightforward game, Olympiagos against Aris. We played them on the weekend, obviously. This will be the second of three games we play um, Aris, so a month of playing Aris will be, I guess, something. Um, I, we're at home. I personally, I I think we'll do it again. We'll play probably a weakened side compared to um, 
the Super League fixture because that was only that would only have been a couple of days ago. But I, I think over two legs we should be okay against Addis. But you never know. My, well, I could be wrong after the after two legs. Who knows? Um, and then Balk, the big one, the big one, Nick. Balk play Bathanai Goss over two legs. So that's going to be huge. And you guys play them three times in a row too because you then three play them in the league. In a row. Yeah, we've got them in the league this weekend. I'm I'm hoping first and foremost we take one game at a time. We go to Dumbo and we at least get out of there with a with a draw, and we we take that draw back to Leoforos for the second leg. Because so it'll be the the weekend game at Leoforos, then it'll be the second leg at Leoforos. So it'll be back to back home games against Paul in Athens. Sure. Yeah. Well, and for for the league game, I was just saying to you off air as well. He's one for the bulk supporters. The referee in that fixture, they've announced he's a Slovenian. Slovenian referee. We have three Slo- Slovenians in our team. <laughs> and it's been they've been very successful for you thus, thus far they as have. well. And it's also a replay of last season's final as well. Final where there was very controversial with that penalty and I thought a celebration and all the off-field stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes, I don't think the bulk supporters would have forgotten. Nope, and I imagine there'll be much more controversy in... That thing in that um, in that tie as well <laughs> for sure, right? So I guess that's the cup done, Nick. So we now we go to Greeks abroad, and we actually got a question um, as well about about this. Yakumakis is on the verge, according to Fabrizio Romano, he's on the verge of joining. Ura- is it Urawa Red Diamonds? Red Diamonds, yeah, yeah, yes. in Japan. So it's in the J League, four four million euro package. Um, also, Atala- um, not Atalanta from Italy, Atlanta United uh, from MLS are all apparently trying to sign him as well. So we, we put a tweet out about this last week about his supposed agreement at the time with, with, the, with the J-League side. And a lot of people weren't pleased about this because Yakumakis, you know, currently he's playing it at Celtic. And while the Scottish Premier League isn't the strongest, Celtic are a big team. They play in Europe consistently. Um, and you know, I think I think a player of that kind of caliber moving to Japan, some people see that as a big step down, and and I can understand why because one, you, you know, I I have friends who who watch the J League and are massive fans of it, and they're saying that it would be a good move for him because it would be competitive, and I I'm sure that's true, and he'd get a load of money for it as well. It'd be really good for his family and for himself too, but. I, the big miss for him is not having European football, and I mean continental European football, and that's going to be su- it's such a shame because I think a lot of people, especially in the mainstream media in Europe, once you've moved to somewhere like Japan or the Middle East, at, even at like an age where you're at your peak, like he is because he's 28, that's supposedly seen as a massive uh, kind of downturn in your career. So, Nick, what are your thoughts on this? Should he move to the J League or MLS if he does end up going to Atlanta? they've all been underwhelming. Everyone has been linked with, honestly, not so long ago, they, were, they weren't concrete links, but there were links with him linking him to the Premier League clubs at one point, I remember. I remember. Now we're talking J-League and Bordeaux that are in French second tier, Sampdoria who are in the relegation zone in Italy, MLS, J-League. I mean, the J-League one's looking the most likely at the moment, as you said. Um, I, I Look, it is a step down, I agree. But the J League, it is a good league and it is a competitive league. But if if he goes there, I don't. Know, he'll still be part of the ethnic year setup because he's our so. best striker at the moment. But it's it's not ideal. And I I don't think Poet. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't think Poet would be the kind of manager to just be like, right, you're not playing in Europe, therefore. Right. 
Like if he's no, in good form no. for his club in the J League, then I think he'll still get p- picked for Greece. And and, and there's and, a and look, they, they are a powerhouse club in Japan. I've seen them play. They've come out here lots of times through the Asian Champions League. They they are a powerhouse club for Asia and J- Japan standards. They are. Yeah, but, and, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I was hoping he he you know take take the step up to a top five league. Yeah, I At was the hoping of his so career too. and everything. Well, even for the likes of Sampdoria, who are still in Syria, I know they're relegation candidates every season, but... That would have been a lone one, a lone move initially, which yeah. was perfect. And and I I think he would have... Um, I think it would have been a good move for him, but because it's Syria, Greeks tend to do fairly well in Syria yeah. from, from in recent history. Um, Bordeaux, big club, but like you said, in the second yeah, nah, term, nah, Greek nah, players nah. don't do well in France for some reason. Apart from Mitroglou, in, in the first part of his Marseille career, he was doing fine there. Um, and a lot of Celtic fans, even like uh, when he scored in the late on in their recent fixture, Nick, they were all saying they don't want him to leave because he's a valuable yeah. player. And, and look, he wants to be he's... the main man over um, over Kyogo Furuhashi, who's who is the perennial starter for um, Postacoglu. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's a shame. I, I don't I don't necessarily think he should say Celtic and p- play backup and play impact stuff the, the entire time, but at least. I don't know. I, I just, I, I, I would prefer him to play in a European league. But if he goes to Japan, five European league. Yeah, yes, especially because that would be seen as a massive step up. Or, you know, you've always got the exceptions like Ajax or PSV who are outside the top five leagues, or yeah, Benfica, Porto, Sporting, those kind of teams too. You, you, I'd say they're probably financially, certainly, they're they're definitely step step ups from Celtic. Um, but look, all the best to him if he does end up going to Japan. It's not the worst league he'd go to outside of Europe, but I I personally would have preferred him to go to a top five league, like Nick said. And then next on uh, Greeks Abroad is Bavlidis, because he is in hot form this season, isn't he, Nick? He's doing really well for his club. And, Absolutely tremendous. Yeah, and and I think... And I'm really pleased for him, because he's a very... you can He's obviously a very, very talented player, and I think, yeah, I think you said it to me, Nick. He's got 17 goal involvements in 16 appearances. So that's 10 goals, seven, uh, seven assists. 10 goals, seven assists in 16 appearances. Yeah. Keeping in mind he's been injured for a big chunk, about six weeks, whatever it was. Yeah, because he was out. Cup. He was out September and then he was also um, up all the, yeah, all the way up October, until the end of October. Yeah. yeah, very end of October. And and this is the question, Nick. Why we we always ask this question. He why can't he translate this form into it for the ethnic? Is it because of the way we play? Is it because of how um, his club um, AZ Alkmaar play in comparison to Greece? I don't know. But... It's the million dollar question. I reckon it, you're you're on the money with two of those points. It's it's the, firstly the way we play because Dakumakis isn't exactly prolific either for the ethnic. I mean, he he scores more goals. He puts himself about, but. None of them scream out pr- prolific for the ethnic at international level. So it's the way we play, A, and also B, just the weight of being the striker. That that burden of expectation for, for wearing, you know, wearing the blue and white. Yeah, and I think there's no question about his his you know his inclusion because he's his foot based on just based on his form, he deserves to be there. And oh, yeah. And maybe maybe it's also that he's still quite young. He's only well, actually he's not as young as yeah. I thought he was. He's 24. He's been around, but he's been around for a while. But yeah, he's been around for a while, um, and uh, may he keep up the former. May he, may he, um, you know, stay fit as well. Um, hopefully, he can translate that form at some point to the ethnic. We've got a big, big qualifiers coming up in March now. You know, for the European Championships, 
Um, and so, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he can he somehow work out how to translate his form to the Ethniki as well. And I guess now we can go to questions if you want, Nick. If if there, unless there's anything else you want to bring up, no, not Happy really. To get I mean, a question. We've yeah, got a lot this week. We have a lot of questions this week. So let's start with our friend Alex Gudagos. He says he he's he asks Nick who is the deep who has the deepest squad in the league. Personally, I'd say Ayek. Arguably, they have fifteen slash seventeen players on their roster, which is very um precedented in Greece. What do you think, Nick? Do do Ike have the deepest squad? Do you think there's someone who has a deeper team? Oh, I think this is one for you as well because I think it's what I said. It's a bit of both. It's what I said earlier in this uh, episode that I think Ike's got the best attack in the league and when they can, they've got the depth in that final third, the, the quality there plus depth. But overall, I think it's got to be Olympiakos, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's Olympiagos. I think it's Olympiagos too, and not because our depth is good. It's because we have too many players. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah, yeah, and but I mean, look, we have sold about nearly a dozen players already, or, or let go a few, and there's a few more still, you know, kind of on the exit, verging on the exit doors. If we can find the right uh, situation for them to leave, so it's getting better. And I think even even with out all the excess, we do have quite a deep squad. And I think that's, that's, I think we're getting to the point where our deep squad is a good thing because we do have players that can come on, you know, like yeah. Jan gets subbed off for Samaseku, who comes on in his replacement. Marcelo comes on for Rebchuk because he's more attacking, et cetera, et cetera. Masuras, as you saw in the weekend, good super yeah. sub this weekend. Um, and, you know, El Arabi for Bakambu. So we do have good depth there, but I think it's... That's what we're feeling that pinch, we, what, what we haven't got. Yeah, and, Bath- and that's why Bath and I also need to strengthen in, in the winter window. And uh, I, You've already signed one player, haven't you? But you're going to maybe uh, try to bring in a couple more. We've got two, but one's going to be more of a starter. Sure. So we've, we've got uh, Klein Heisler, a Hungarian attacking midfielder that signed mid last week. I'm hoping he comes in now, midweek for the cup, hopefully. He should be right to go in that, at, at least off the bench. He's going to give us something different. And we've also got the Polish left back, who I'm hoping gets a start, especially in the cup. Because sure. one guard has come back post-World Cup a bit rusty. Yeah, and that's to be expected. He's been out for a while, hasn't he? Um, no, he was playing. He was playing. Oh. He's, been, he's been playing. Uh, he, the backup, though, to one guard, has he's out now for like three months. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. Next question. What do you make of Yakumaki's potential leave, uh, leaving of Celtic, says Gustas? He also says, um, in my opinion, I, I see him as a I see him as a striker, but it's easy to get goals against the likes of Kilmarnock and Dundee. <laughs> Not arguing with you there. Um, would have loved to have seen him score regularly in the Old Firm derby. Yeah, I mean, we touched on this already, Nick, and this yeah. was the question I was referring to. That's true too. Yeah, uh, look, uh, we, we I guess we've already covered it, Gosta. It, yeah, even the Champions League, you did. I would have loved to have seen a Champions League goal or two. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's what we'll miss from Yakumakis if he leaves Europe. But like we said, if he goes to Japan, it's not the worst move, but I'd prefer him to be in Europe personally. And then from Bathanagos, Brazil, Nick, so this one is definitely for you. Uh, how will this, I think this is your new signing. It's Klein, Klein, Klein Heisler. Klein Heisler. Yeah, that's a good pronunciation. How will Klein Heisler impact Bar going forward? So how how do you see him going I think he's going to be a very good acquisition for us because he's got that something different that we don't have at the moment. He's going to bring that spark. 
that X factor that's missing at the moment. Against Pass, it was one-dimensional, side-to-side, a bit too slow. This guy, has got a short center of gravity. He's only like, he's very, very short. He's only like 1.7, 170 centimeters. So he's got that low center of gravity. Not super quick, but nippy. Very good with the ball at his feet. He can dribble. So I'm hoping we need someone, a ball carrier, that can take, not scared to take players on one-on-one and try beat his man. And he's also got a good shot on him from in and around the box. And he likes making runs into the box. So I'm hoping he's going to bring something different. He's got an eye for goal. Okay. And he's sure than and, me and as well, which create. is something. Yeah, I'm hoping he gets the either gets... I'm hoping he either gets the t- ball on the half turn and drives up players or he makes those runs in the box and, and gets amongst the goals. Cool. Cool. Okay, next uh next question is from Philip underscore four eight seven six. How do we improve the Greek Super League to make it more attractive for players to come and producing young talent? Although it's getting much more competitive, as we can see from from this season, the league needs to take another step forward into improving itself. And this is something that we would love to happen every season. Um, Yeah. Uh, Look, I think one thing that will definitely help is financial investment. And we're kind of seeing that with a couple of clubs, like Banadoligos got bought out by that um, Polish-American guy for big man. He's got big money, so... We'll see what happens with him. And he he I think he's pledged to kind of improve the infrastructure at the club and improve the youth academy there. Um and and also, you know, there's there's smaller clubs who have been bought out like Athens Galithea. I definitely didn't just do a Peter story about that if you want to check it out. Yeah. Okay, that's football. That's a good great. That's a good great. Um yeah, and so I think I think that that's one thing. There needs to be interest in investment from big, big billionaires, you know, and 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 you know whether that be from kind of more ethical or unethical sources that remains to be seen. But I think that's one way. And also I think it's just time because Greek Super League teams don't really give young players time either. Do they Nick? Like Olympia Augusta is criminal for mm. that. Um, Balk are one of the only teams who tend to do it. Um, and yeah. So I don't know. What do you think about this one, Nick? We we could dedicate a whole episode to this question really. And people it's have asked like us to dedicate a whole episode to this question. question too. We should do it. I mean, we probably should. We probably yeah. should. It's There was a stat going around last weekend when we lost to eight in the derby. There were only like three Greeks in the starting side. And the average ages of the clubs, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. It just it, it drive, drives you up the wall. It drives and, you insane. And that's that kind of shows the problem without anything being said. You know, but there has to be there has to be a like a certain number of Greeks that should start in each game. The quota. Then, I was gonna say. I was gonna yeah. say. Got to look at a quota of some sort. Um, I, I don't. It's it's a mentality thing. The, the young Greeks. How how badly do they want it? Yeah, and and well. you know, and then and then it's the young Greeks that that do have it. They're going to say, oh, we'll go abroad because we can develop better abroad. And and sometimes that's the big risk for them because we've seen young like Greek young Greeks with loads of potential going to like like bigger yeah. sides early doors like in Syria. Oh, yeah, exactly. And 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 they and it but doesn't necessarily work out for them, so they have to come back to Greece, and then they they kind of become a bit more obscured because it's the Super League, and there aren't as many people what following outside of you know Greece, Cyprus, and any other diaspora. So yeah, I guess to kind of answer that question, yeah, just investment, time given to talent, maybe a maybe a a domestic player quota, um, and yeah, hopefully that sort of stuff gets implemented at some point, 
and we'll keep saying it until it does get implemented and then we'll say that we're right even though we just keep saying it loads of times okay right. next well we did we did say about the b teams remember and we that, did and that happened we did and the, what do you think oh, just quickly on that nick how do you think they've how do you think they've been useful? I know it's still quite early on in the kind of lifespan of these B teams, but do you think they've actually benefited the first teams from giving younger players opportunities to play and then they come into the first team? Because uh, from an Olympia we, we haven't seen it fully come to fruition. I haven't really seen that. And yeah. I think that's kind of the, that should kind of be the whole point of the B team and not just have an Olympiagos B in, in the second tier and League B or whatever. Like They need to be used more constructively, I think. But it, they are still very young in, in kind of their... A kind of iteration so we'll see how they they go longer term um okay next question from giros maritios if i pronounce that right um what does ivano what does ivanovic and bar have to do to jump start this offense uh, this offense I, um also maybe some analysis on possible transfer targets for bar seeing lots of names being mentioned nick this is all you again as I said, in terms of improving the offense in that final third, just get some bodies in the box, which I think our new signing is going to help. Even the, the penalty came from Gurbelis bursting forward, uh, making a run into the box, which he's not normally known for. Just got to get some movement, some pace, move the ball quicker, try to get in behind defenses. And I think that this Kleinheiser is going to bring that spark as well. Uh, in terms of transfer targets and, and names, I'd love to see a winger come through. Uh, Corley from Ludogorets was was linked early in the window. Earlier in the window, I haven't heard anything since. Uh, Antuna he scored on the weekend. That that moves definitely off. It looks like now. Um, and other names just come up in recent days. Yes, uh, Slavia Prague, uh, but he's more of an attacking midfielder. Andre Linga. Uh, now we've got an attacking midfielder already. So why do we need another one when for me Bernard is better centrally, and we've got Setting who can play there. Fair enough. They're, yeah. they're the names. That's that's all I've heard at the moment. Sure. Okay. Next question. This is from Jack Roberts. Okay. So I think he's got a bit of an extended one here. Yeah. He's so he's saying who is a who is a bigger young star in the Super League, Gonstantelias or Gulliarakis? Um, I hear Arsenal are interested in Gonstantelias. Yeah, he was linked. He was. I remember. I, I remember seeing that too. But that's very, very. I don't know. You see it all the time, like these kind of players, yeah. these kind of like young Greeks. Like I remember, well, Mavrobonis actually did move in the end, but you see, like, oh yeah, he's going to go to Arsenal, he's going to go to Dortmund or whatever. Like, yeah, until the move is signed, until the move's made official, and nothing's concrete. But look, he's a he's a good talented player. He's probably one of the most talented players, if not the most talented player in the league right they now. Must. Yeah, they must. As for who's going to be better out of the two, it's hard to say. They're the same age. So, you know, a centre-back's going to develop differently to a more attack-minded player as well. They're only 19. The centre-back, Gugliarakis, has, has played for the ethnic year. Costandelias hasn't yet. I'm hoping that changes uh, early this year as well. And one thing's for certain... We, we, we love we, our centre-backs. That's what I was just going to say. But but if you cash, even the last 20-odd years, there's always been a big hype around these wonder-kid attackers. Fedfadzidis, Sotiris Ninis. Yeah, and and that, that's the biggest problem, I think, because a lot of people, when they do scout Greece, it's all about looking for the next big centre-back. And I think that there's yeah. so much more kind of talent in there than just our defence, but I guess that's what we're known for <laughs> outside of Greece. And then Jack Roberts continues, not sure if you guys know about them, um, Gastan, Gastanaris and 
Iodonis play for Stuttgart with Mavrobanos. Both young players were born in Germany and I believe played in um, Germany's youth team, but is eligible yeah, for Greece. They have. Would they be worth attempting to get them into the ethnic key? Yeah, I mean, sure. That's just if Ebor get off their asses and try and get these German born. And some of these German born players have worked out for Greece in the past, you know. Lachodimos. Lachodimos. Um, I think Mitroglou was born in Germany as well, if I'm not mistaken. Demis Nikolaidis? Was he born in Germany? I can't remember. I mean, there's. I think so. I think so, maybe. Let me have a quick look. He was born. Yeah, he was. He was born in Germany. Let me look at Mitroglou. I know Mitroglou lived in Germany for a long time, but I don't know if he was born born in Kavala. Yeah, Kavala, but he lived a a lot of time spent in Germany. Yeah, and that's where, and, you know, I guess we'll, go ch- we'll touch on me chocolate at the end, actually. Um, okay, yes. so thanks for the question, Jack. So the next one is from Mike at SMF, uh, SMFC Mike. Uh, when will Greek Super League make it easy for fans to watch highlights to access matches uh, and to access matches for the Super League games? The fragmentation of Super League content for fans overseas is next to absurd. I struggle to find ways to see highlights of goals scored every weekend. Discuss. It's getting I harder and harder. Completely agree. I, the some of the some of the ways I have the lengths I have to go to watch a Super League fixture is ridiculous. And 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 it also highlights too. Like I found a couple of places that will do the highlights on YouTube, but. Like it used to when it was Nova Sport, when everything was on Nova Sport, they used to yeah. fairly frequently put highlights out. But got, but I think because some of the games are with Gosmodet, Gosmodet don't put the highlights out. I don't know if they have the rights nothing. to do so, but there's nothing. And I think and nothing I on YouTube. No, Nova still get one or two on YouTube. They do, every yeah. Weekend. Not, but as you said, it's not every game. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's ridiculous. I, I are quite good. I have their own uh, YouTube channel that normally puts the goals out. Yeah, and to well, be fair, Olympiagos do the same, actually. Yeah, I think Olympiagos do the same on their YouTube, but then, you know, you, you want to see the full highlights reel. You want oh, yeah. to hear the commentator, you know, and I, I and also, uh, uh, talking as Olympiagos fans, sometimes Olympiagos put really, really crappy music over their highlights, and it ruins it for me, because I'm just yeah. like, God, this is awful. Um, anyway, but... And the coverage, like the quality, I, I remember back in the day, they still got an antenna Pacific here in Australia. They haven't got every game, but they got a chunk of the games. But yeah, it's it's like it's t- twenty years ago. Well, not only that, Nick. The actual, when the, I, the quality, the picture, you know, the yeah, yeah. When when um, when the Nova Sport itself. had their um had their streaming service, I don't know if they still do. They had that streaming service that you could pay for, where you could watch Super League fixtures, and that was really really poorly done. Like I I remember having to sit at my computer, and the first ten minutes of the game would be over and done yeah. with before I'd even even been able to get onto the stream because of how long it would take to sort out. And I think they're falling so far behind even the likes of, you know, like like Ligue 1 and kind of La Liga, Serie A, yeah. like all those kind of, like you, they're quite, in the UK particularly, they're quite easy to access. You just need to get like a, any streaming service, like, I don't know, BT Sport or, or Prime or whatever, Amazon yeah. Prime, and you can then access these other leagues outside of Europe, uh, like outside of England. But uh, yeah, that th- they need to find something to do with that because only only really in Greece and Cyprus can you easily access uh, super yeah. and that's about it. And I think that needs to change. Um, and then second to last question: Are Bath and I got looking for a striker either now in January or in the summer? From Nick at Nick V eleven underscore dot. 
Nick, I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything about a striker. I, I think I think we're content there from now till the end of the season. We have got Sporad, we've got Ioannidis. I'm not saying they you know, they're in exceptional form either of them, but I think they get they're going to be okay to get us through to the end of the season. I think so, and they're grabbing important goals for you guys as well. So, and that's all you really want from your yeah. your forward yeah. if they're not scoring consistently. Um, and then final question is from Mukles at uh, Mukles one one one. So Banner need to find some more creativity in their attack in this transfer window. Two reliant on one nil penalty victories like Balk last year. <laughs> um, P.S. Bame, Steph, and Medvedev. Ah, Australian Open. Oh that yeah, started, started yes. the other day. Yes, he did. And um, got, got through, got didn't the he? Greeks. He went through in straight sets last night. Uh, so did Sakari, and they're both on tomorrow. Yeah, I'll try to watch them the both. I do like round. to tune into them. Second no, round matchups tomorrow for both of them. But on the question then, Nick, what do what do Barcelona need to do to improve their cre- creative output? Because you were talking, I remember you and I think Andoni were talking about um, doing something but, different, putting Bernard more centrally. Because on the wing, he's it yeah. feels as though he's a bit wasted there. In comparison, a, a, a spark. A, there was one moment against Bas that summed it up as well, where Bernard got himself in a good position, and Bas had like we're going to come up against these teams that have these low blocks like Bas did. And they just put a block. Like it didn't. It wasn't a massive chance or anything. But I'm just saying, like Bernard took this shot, and Bus had like six, seven, eight plays in the box, and this was like in the twenty-something minute. So we were going to have to. I think this this Kleinheiser was going to be good for that. Just a bit of zip, um, unpredictability. Someone that's gonna that's willing to take a man on. Or you could do what we past. do. Or you could do what Olivier Goss does and play three tens, <laughs> which works most <laughs> of the time. To be fair, we have so much creative output. It's unbelievable. Somewhere Brazil or something. Um, okay, so I guess that's all the questions, Nick. And I, we, we're, we're kind of getting to the end of the of the episode now. Um, your mate Mitroglu, yeah, but I guess we can finish on Mit- Kostas Mitroglu, ethnic legend, Olympiagos legend, retiring yeah. from professional football. He's playing amateur football in Germany to be closer to his family, apparently. And yeah, I, okay. I, I've been asked about my, my dad asked me about Mitroglu this week and i kind of said to because he was asking like oh like he did a lot you know he won a lot of titles with benfica he played for marseille he played in the champions league with us as well and he played for greece in the world cup but like do you think that he fulfilled his potential nick no. I, no. I agree with you uh, i'm a Barthenaic West supporter but i re- that 2013 that back end of 2013 yeah i, I was a huge fan like i, I love the guy for, for and, the ethnic that that hat trick against uh, Romania. That's and one of my favourite games. He scored yeah. four of those goals to get us through to that World Cup. And honestly, a fit Yakubakis in that Brazil World Cup, it might have, it would have been very different against Costa Rica. He was half fit, really, and he had the chances and he, he missed them. But a fully fit Yakubakis would have been different. I think that the, the injury, he got a bad injury then. And then they were, he moved to Fulham, who were a sinking ship as well. It was which just blew his confidence to bits. And, and he, I, I he, never, think... he recovered, but he wasn't the same player. And that's why a lot of people in in England and in Britain certainly have kind of disregarded him because he did he went to Fulham he wasn't fit it didn't work out and pe- and he's ranked among like the the worst signings well, in Premier yeah. League history and I, I I get that without context but you have to look at the context as well, well and, yeah, and the injury and the, McGath, and the management of Fulham was Fulham, just was yeah. dreadful back then as well Felix, Felix McGath yeah yeah and and he shouldn't have he shouldn't have left the Libyagos mid season because then that. That that no. derailed our Champions League campaign, where we probably could have got to the Man United. Of a Man United. You probably would have beat. You would have th- beat Man United. I think yeah. we would have comprehensively beaten them. You know, these are all ifs and buts. And again, like he, got, he was scoring well. hat tricks. 
He was scoring hat tricks well, in that he, group. He, I think he's also the last Olympiagos player to score a hat trick in the in Europe, if Champions I'm not League. mistaken, yeah. in the Champions League proper. I think I could be wrong. No, I don't think I am. But yeah, like no, he, you're, you're probably right. He was on fire. And and look, he he did achieve he, a lot. He bounced it, back, but he never. He wasn't like he did well. He had spells at Benfica and Marseille, but. Not at that that early Olympiacos level, that twenty that end, back end of twenty thirteen. Yeah, and I think I think injuries did eventually catch up to him because once he was loaned yeah. to like Galatasaray, PSV, he wasn't scoring. He yeah. went to Addis, he scored one penalty against us, and that was the highlight of his time at Addis. And yeah, I, I I think I think it was probably the best time to. He's thirty four. He's injured. He's I don't think he can really run anymore by the looks of it. it it's crazy though. But if you had told us a decade ago. Say yeah, yeah, ten years ago, 20, 2013, that he's going to be retired in ten years. I would have laughed. Yeah, and look, he's had a, he hit a, just trophy based on trophies. He's had an amazing career, but there's always a part of me that does think that he could have achieved even more. Like he he probably hit the level of a good European striker where he could have hit the uh, like a, an upper echelon. I think. Oh, absolutely, because he had the whole package at one stage. Yeah, everything that, when he was at Olympiacos. Yeah, like you said, time. Nick. Yeah. Like, that that season in the chat like 13 14 in the Champions League, he was um, unplayable. Yeah, unplayable. Uh, and it's still nice to watch some highlights of him too. But yeah, there we go. Happy retirement to Gostas Mitroglou. And I guess that unless there's anything else you want to touch on, Nick, before we head off, I guess that's it. If, is there anything else you want to talk about quickly? No, just br- bring on a, a big uh, midweek uh, Great Cup fixtures and the big derby this weekend. Yeah, plenty of fireworks. Some big games this weekend. I'll quickly, no, I'll quickly touch on them. So you, the big game of the weekend, I guess, is well, it's Bafanagos against Balk again. Yeah. Um. So yeah, hopefully we'll see what happens in the, in that game. And yeah, I, I I guess looking forward to, like I said, like you said, looking forward to the cup matches. Looking forward to the Super League again this weekend. And yeah, I hope I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. It's a bit of a unique one for me because I got to host. Um. And also, I didn't say what episode number it is. It's episode nineteen of of uh, hellas football podcast of season yeah. three so yeah thank you so much for all the questions and thank and yeah please please send us questions every week whether that be via um yeah so please please send sorry i just got distracted my phone went off um please um yeah so give us a five-star review on apple podcast on anchor and on spotify as well because that really helps push us up in the ranking so that people can li- more people can listen to us and send us questions you know even if we don't post to send us questions please please just send us stuff via dms on facebook or on instagram or on twitter as well and yeah thank you so much for listening and nick thank you for joining me Thank you. Had a blast as always, Stephen. Uh, and as Stephen said, five-star reviews and just spread the word around to all your friends, all your family, get and get involved. And we are looking, we, we did mention it uh, late last year, uh, we are looking at having guests on, uh, c- coming on listeners at some stage this season. Yeah, we once we've got ourselves organised, because everyone's still kind of coming back from holidays and such. And like I said, George will be back hosting next week, so you won't have to hear me talk as much. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Oh, we love the English accent. Of course. Ev- everyone does, because it's very, very, uh, very posh. Well, well spoken for sure. Yeah. I get that it's a lot from my friends as well. But anyway, yeah. Thank you so much, guys. And uh, catch you next week. See you later.